0: Welcome to RISE, Healing from Childhood Sexual Abuse podcast. I am your host, Jessica Heil, registered psychologist and DBT-certified clinician. I am also a childhood sexual abuse survivor. In this podcast, I will offer information about childhood sexual abuse in order to provide you with knowledge on this difficult topic, as well as provide you with strategies and tips that you can access now in order to begin moving from surviving to thriving. Hey everybody and welcome back for another episode. Today we're going to talk about why am I and you and everybody who has gone through childhood sexual abuse always in so much physical pain? If you're listening to this episode, I suspect you relate to this one. People who have been survivors of any type of childhood abuse tend to have a lot of physical pain in their adulthood. Now, of course, no statement is a blanket statement. It doesn't mean that it pertains to every single person who's ever gone through any type of abuse. But as a rule, I'll say that a majority of people generally do experience some sort of physical pain when they're an adult and have gone through those types of experiences. And today I want to talk about why that is. We have lots of research on this topic uh, because it is so common. Lots of people have been seeking medical attention historically for physical ailments. Some physical ailments that end up going on to have some sort of diagnosis and other ones that just are never actually diagnosed. There's lots of people with childhood abuse that will go seek the help of a doctor Saying to the doctor, I just have so much pain, it could look like things like headaches or uh, tension in the shoulders or irritable bowel syndrome or any of those types of things. And doctors will often run tests and the tests are often going to be inconclusive. They cannot determine a single reason why a person is experiencing this type of pain, which can be very frustrating to somebody who is experiencing that pain because the pain is real, right? It's not in your head. You're not making it up you're not over-reporting what the pain is, you're not exaggerating the pain, it is there. It just sometimes doesn't necessarily have a specific thing that can be pinpointed as to why you're having the pain that you're having. There's some researchers who have been looking at the correlation between chronic pain and childhood sexual abuse there's uh, quite a few people in this field, but there's some that have been just major contributors that I would like to call out in this uh, podcast so that you can go and look up some of their research. There's two authors who have been just so instrumental in helping this topic be explored further and helping to validate the survivors of childhood sexual abuse or the chronic pain that they experience. And these two people are Bessel van der Kolk, who wrote the book, The Body Keeps the Score, and Gabor Mate, who wrote the book When the Body Says No. I will put their names and their books into the show notes so that you can go and look them up. And I'm also going to add the names of other researchers and different articles that have been written on this topic. So you'll have lots of different resources that you can go and access after listening to this episode today. Where I want to start is going back to ACEs, which is something that we've talked about in previous episodes. ACEs stands for Adverse Childhood Experiences. And these were, this is a a term that was coined back in 1998. There was a study that explored different uh, difficult childhood experiences that people have gone through. And these include things such as physical and sexual abuse, neglect, having parental separation or parental divorce, death or incarceration, if a parent had mental health concerns, et cetera, et cetera. So these really kind of big events that happen in life during childhood, uh, these were studied. And what people found was that the children who had experienced some sort of adverse childhood experience like this tended to be much more likely to go on to experience, uh, certainly chronic pain, also mental health concerns in their adulthood. That makes sense to me. If you've been enduring these types of pervasive, difficult experiences as a child, it makes sense that it would go on to affect your your own mental health. Um, But the other thing that they found was that the people who had gone through adverse childhood experiences were actually more likely to go on to develop physical ailments that could be diagnosed. So things like having an increased likelihood of uh, cancer and of autoimmune diseases and of different types of um, uh, issues with the gut and whatnot, fibromyalgia, um, cardiovascular disease, metabolic disorders, you name it. So it's it's kind of, um, I find this a really sad statistic because people who've gone through childhood abuse have already been through so much that we obviously don't want anybody to have to go through more pain and suffering. And unfortunately, this is what the statistic shows. This study was quite robust. There were 17,000 middle-income adults whose health data had stretched back to their early childhoods who were... Uh, assessed in in this research study. So it's um it's pretty concrete and then since then there's been lots of different studies that have also looked at adverse childhood experiences and have found similar results. So why is this? Why is it that if you have endured an adverse childhood experience that you're more likely to have chronic pain as well as these possible physical disorders later on in life? And there's a Um, there's a, a pretty understandable explanation once you understand a bit of the science behind it. So when we're threatened, we go into a stress response. And that's how our bodies prepare to deal with the threat that's in front of us. We've talked about this too, in other episodes, the tendency to fight, flee or freeze, when the body is experiencing some sort of threat, This is adaptive. We want to have this stress response occur because when we do, then the body is more likely to be able to handle whatever the threat might be. So let's say that a bear was coming at us. We would want to either fight the bear, run away from the bear, or freeze, which is like playing dead with the bear. If we were to do one of those three things, the likelihood of our survival increases exponentially compared to if we didn't go into that stress response and we were just relying on our frontal lobe to make decisions for us. The frontal lobe is really great in moments that are not acute or moments that are not an emergency. When there's an emergency, we don't have the time to really problem solve and weigh the pros and cons and make a logical decision. We just need to act right there in this moment. And so that stress response allows us to react very, very quickly rather than waiting for our brains to think its way through to an answer that would fit for the situation. So we want to have the stress response. But the problem when it comes to adverse childhood experiences is that when the stress response happens over and over and over and over again, this response will cause a kind of toxic stress that occurs because the stress response system remains chronically activated in a child for an extended period of time, and it starts to break down and damage crucial neural connections in our developing brains. It's like an increased wear and tear on the brain and body. And over time, this chronic activation can affect brain development, which is going to impact things like our learning, our behaviors our emotional functioning, and start to wear down our physical bodies as well. So things like organs and neurotransmitters and all sorts of things. When this happens for a series of months, years, etc., cetera, once we're an adult, then the body is going to pay the price. And it's going to look like potentially having one of these diagnosable diseases that I mentioned earlier, But it also could be that the body just sends out these signals of pain constantly, even though there is no current threat. So it becomes like there's a faulty alarm system where the pain is the body saying something's wrong because it's so used to sending off these signals. It's an overly active nervous system. And it's hard to shut that off once it's been starting or once it's been going for so long imagine a smoke alarm that gets set off at any tiny little bit of smoke that comes its way. Right? We've all been in one of those kitchens before, I'm sure, at some point where it's some some people just have a really sensitive smoke alarm, where it's like you can't seem to cook on the stove at all without setting it off. That becomes like our brains and bodies if we have gone through adverse childhood experiences and had our threat system going off over and over and over again. Now, We have talked in several episodes now about how with childhood abuse, sometimes there isn't necessarily a threat per se that is experienced in the body of the young person because the young person doesn't understand what's going on. And I'm going to stick to that. I do still believe that that is absolutely true. And that is what happens for many people. But here's the thing is that there's often going to be a turning point where as a young person starts to get older, they are going to start to realize that something's not right. Maybe the abuse is still happening, or maybe the abuse has stopped. But the brain keeps on thinking about that experience and realizing that there was some sort of threat or a danger, even if it's not happening in the current moment. And that pervasive stress of thinking about the situation is enough to cause this faulty nervous system, this uh, faulty smoke signal to keep on triggering over and over and over again. I had mentioned in the episode about my story that one of the most debilitating symptoms that I experienced was a pervasive sense of guilt that was very, very intense. And living with that guilt, when I think about the chronic pain that my body feels now, I believe that it's probably because of that pervasive guilt that my body has gone into this chronic state of stress. That guilt kept me in that threat system where I felt like something was wrong for a very long time. And I suspect that over time, that is what caused some eroding of those of my own neural connections and have led to me having this overly active nervous system. So for me, it looks like having uh, chronic headaches. I often get headaches um, many days of of the week, and I get a lot of chronic pain in my shoulders and neck areas. And um, I'm, yeah, I, I very much believe it's because of the things that I've gone through that that's the experience. I notice that in times where I'm able to really relax my body, that some of those symptoms tend to decrease. But if I'm not careful about really trying to maintain a, uh, a lifestyle with low stress, as soon as stress comes back into my life, then I really feel everything flare up very quickly. And often, even if there isn't stress, I'm still experiencing those symptoms these symptoms don't seem to respond very well to having any type of um, like massage or chiro or any of those things like they might help a little bit but it doesn't make the actual symptom go away so it does seem to be more a reflection of my nervous system rather than my physical body so i hope that gives you a little bit more information about why people who have gone through childhood abuse experience chronic pain and I do encourage you to go look at some of those resources that I sent to you, especially the books uh, by Bessel van der Kolk and Gabor Mate. Both of those books talk a bit more on the subject of what to do with some of that chronic pain and what could be some potential pathways forward to try to prevent some of the physical ailments that can come from being a, a survivor of childhood abuse. So I don't want to paint a bleak picture saying there's nothing we can do to try to avoid those eventual pathways of having uh, physical ailments within our our lives. Uh, go take a look at those books and you'll see that there's lots that's written down in terms of how do we start to shift those pathways away from having Uh, A a lifetime of physical pain or chronic conditions. Uh, But I think that's a good place for us to stop for now. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to having you back next episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you found today's episode helpful, please go ahead and leave me a review. And you can also follow the show so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. For more information about me, you can check out my website www.innersolutions.ca.